This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Dude, we got to give Tua a lot of credit. I mean, I don't want to turn it into the preach, but I mean, for everything he's gone through, made it 16 games. He will start the 17 game for the Miami Dolphins. McDaniel said that he has a dealing with a shoulder injury, but it's more soreness than anything else. Dude deserves all the credit in the world, the best ability. We can debate, uh, you know, uh, whatever skill set. The best ability is availability, and for him to be out there week 17, that's the difference maker uh, for this team. You consider, right? 11 wins, first time since 2008. This team can win 12 games for the first time since 1990. That's because you have your starting quarterback for all 17 games. Ryan Tannehill struggled with that at times. There's been many, many quarterbacks who have dealt with plenty of issues. Tua deserves that little shout out there because, I mean, heck of a season for him before we even discuss stats. Before we sit here and critique him, right? I mean, we can sit here and pump him up because it's the truth, man. Without Tua Tamalo out there, this entire team wouldn't be where they're at. And um, it's testament to just his grind, right? The jiu-jitsu. We hear all the jokes that people made in the offseason. Tua's healthy, and he has a chance now, you know, to bring to right all these wrongs and to go out there and win this big, meaningful game against the Buffalo Bills. But before that, Jake, we have to talk about this matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. And how how did you feel about the way Tua played? Because it wasn't up and down. He did make some nice passes, but it felt like to me, you know, I think it was uh, 10 to 7. I think Dolphins were driving. And then third and seven, man, in the goal line. And Tyreek Hill drops that. And from there on, it just seems like everything, like the sky's falling, Chicken Little style, and everything kind of just unraveled at that point. Yeah, Tua finished 22 of 38, 237 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and a couple dropped balls there that really let you down. You have that Tyree kill. And then Chase Claypool, man, the legend of Chase Claypool could have, you know, really started and, and kicked off. And, man, football, professional football, it's so hard to be successful because, I mean, Chase Claypool's been just grinding his ass off for, like, seven weeks since he got to Miami. And his one shot was to catch a ball in double coverage in the back of the end zone. He could have done it for sure. I, I think he could have, but to have that be the opportunity and now everyone's poo-pooing him, I mean, damn, man, that's absolutely tough. Yeah, it just kind of seemed like Tua, kind of like McDaniel, man. I think they both just kind of needed to, this is going to sound super cliche, just calm down, bro. Just just settle down. Just relax, bro. Uh, there were just a couple scenarios. I, I think his first interception, there were two guys running wide open underneath that I think he could have really worked with and, and let them get open in the open field. Uh, but man, I, I was surprised how hard things looked for the Baltimore Ravens to be down to their final two, their final, yeah, final two safeties and, and three cornerbacks, man. It, Tua's 
best strength is his pinpoint accuracy. And there are some incredible throws where he will get it inside of a room of four or five guys. I think his first completion to Tyreek was that, and it looked impressive. I don't think that means or that it should be every play because that's how you get the ball that goes into the linebacker's chest, right? It's that quick of a decision. I think there are just times where Miami's offense, it's fantastic. It's one of the best offenses in the NFL. I kind of just wish they'd simplify things and lean on the fact of, hey, Tyree Kill, you're, you're kind of fast. Let's just kind of do a rollout or just run away from your guy. Instead of having to turn on a dime and, and get to this landmark, it just seems like it's a lot every single time they're on the field. Yeah, I mean, at times it seems like they're just, like you're saying, they're putting so much effort into just getting, what, like six yards and things like that. And you mentioned that pinpoint accuracy. I mean, that's kind of um, – we knew that Baltimore was really good in the middle of the field, but to see Roquan Smith make that one-hand interception, I mean, that was just absolutely dirty. And it is, you know, the fact that they're game planning for this stuff. If you know, if you can take away that middle of the field, the Dolphins offense isn't the same. So when you play these teams that have these elite linebackers, they're able to, to mask some of those things that other teams can't. So um, I'm intrigued to see the way this, um, the offense kind of evolves, right? To see what they come out with and against the Buffalo Bills, because they have very good linebackers, right? They know how to take away the middle of the field. So um, we'll see what gives, but, um, um, this game, man, I, I felt like it was a lot closer than what the score says, but it just unraveled out of nowhere. And it just felt like uh, they just looked like an absolute world beater in comparison to us. And it wasn't our best day at all. Was that Tyreek's worst game on the Dolphins, would you say? It's got to be up there, right? I mean, that drop is just, that was just so bad, man. Six receptions on 12 targets there. And there were, see, you can be super frustrated at Tyreek Hill, and it's crazy. We have people jumping off the ledge and, like, completely souring on him. I felt like the disappointed parent of just, like, man, like, this is the game. These are the opportunities you need Tyreek Hill to be at his absolute best. Um, Tyreek Hill averages 70 yards in losses this year. That's on 5.5 receptions. Compared to wins, yes, it's only one reception more, but those 70 yards goes up to 101. It just kind of speaks to, man, we, like there have been just some performances this year where you're hoping like Tyree Kill on the big stage, like throwing up the peace sign against the Carolina Panthers is cool, but it would look even better on Sunday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles, right? There are different scenarios here where like a touchdown is worth more against team X versus team Y. And you look at, Nine drops this year. Um, that's one from Metching, his career high that he set in 2021. Last year, despite his insane volume, he only had four drops last year, Josh, and he's already doubled that. Again, this dude, if he go, he could go nuclear and still get 2,000 yards. I am not trying to say I'd rather not have Tyreek Hill. Don't get me wrong, but there have been a couple opportunities here where you're just kind of like, man, like, like you are paid to be the guy, the, the league's best wide receiver. Play X, Y, and Z should have been made, and I think he'd even agree with that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, yeah, he would. And I mean, we stay here and we try to tiptoe around and 
uh, you know, be very picky and choosy on what we say, right? Because we know they'll twist our words immediately. Oh, that's it. Tyreek Hill's a bust, and they don't want him in Miami or something crazy like that. That's not what we're saying at all. You just want your big-time playmakers to make some of those plays, like the touchdown grab, um, and just, I guess, do a little bit more, right? It's similar to the Jalen Waddle thing. I mean, he's putting up all these stats, but when you see the game progress, it just feels like he could have another big play or just do a little bit more. So um, we want to see Tyreek Hill take that extra notch, you know, when he's playing these elite teams, when he's playing this game against the Bills this weekend, when he's going against the, you know, God, man, we might play the Bills again in the playoffs. If he's going against the Bills or whoever they're playing in the playoffs, I mean, you want those to be his big games. And um, in this one, it just wasn't his best game. And like you said, you could ask him straight to his face and he'd say, I need to play better for my teammates. So, um, yeah, I, I was, we're never going to not love the Tyree Kill acquisition. I mean, that was just uh, to this day, it's amazing. So, said Wilson had a very nice touchdown catch on that first drive there. How do you feel about Miami's other? pass catching targets in general. Devon Achan had a nice day, four receptions on five targets for 30 yards. Durham Smythe looking real comfortable as a receiver in the middle of the field with three receptions for 54 yards. Uh, Cedric Wilson, he finished with two receptions on his four targets. Jeff Wilson caught four balls. Braxton Berrios, man, only two targets, uh, 10, 10 total yards, man. That's still surprising. And then you have Julian Hill, one reception for nine yards. Yeah, I think that Barrios one we talked about before, but that was on a big fourth down, which, I mean, we lost the game, so I don't know how big it was. But, yeah, I, I didn't mind Cedric Wilson's usage, and I think it's kind of funny because he's always the guy that gets overlooked. You're right. Onion Head said always gets overlooked. I think even on the pod you were like, what about Seth Wilson, man? I'm like, oh, I kind of forgot about him. But he had that nice touchdown. You're starting to see him get some more reps. For me, though, I like the way they used Devon Achan, right? I mean, we were all – baffled when that the Raheem Mostert news dropped right like none of us really knew Raheem Mostert was going to miss this game and it just kind of came out of nowhere then Devon Achan went out there and just I thought we were going to see some more Jeff Wilson like we saw at the end of the previous week I even told one of my buddies you know maybe you should start him in fantasy and he did and that did not work out good but uh, Devon Achan man he looked like an explosive explosive playmaker that could be that RB1 right 14 carries on the ground 107 yards you mentioned him in the passing game but we still just need someone else to step up especially when Waddle's out he's most likely not going to play this weekend although if he can go you would throw him out there right I mean we need all hands on deck for this one but um you just want to see another pass catcher emerge and you mentioned Smite he's really starting to come along these next these last few weeks and you're starting to see him more open in the middle of the field and who knows maybe we'll see him uh get some more targets as the season progresses and I say that we got what two games left three four five I shouldn't say two Dude, Devon Achan's kind of like Pac-Man because he just kind of goes crazy. He'll he'll just run all over the entire map. But the second he gets near a defensive lineman, a.k.a. a ghost, dude, he just melts. It was so, I mean, I guess funny is not the word, but, I mean, it's, it's a little humorous because, I mean, he was a stud, right? 14 uh, carries for 107 yards with a long of 45, and it still felt like he was arm-tackled by a defensive lineman like six times. You saw, like, the first time the the – weakness quote-unquote of being 5'10 where he couldn't really get through those but overall man yeah I, I thought he was a solid overall RB1 what'd you think of the Jeff Wilson usage we got three carries for uh, 21 yards and then another four receptions man I'd love to see those four receptions kind of split between uh you know a river craft give Chase Claypool maybe one more target I don't know it just kind of seems like the ceiling with the Jeff Wilson target is going to be like eight, nine yards. I don't really see that turning into 90 yards to the house or something like that. Yeah, I, I I don't know either, man. I mean, we've been talking about this since Wilson came back, right? He's been like a pass catcher almost when he gets so out there. Weird. No third down situation. So, yeah, I was a little baffled by his usage. I thought maybe they'd come out there and try to be more physical and use that. Um, I'll say it like I always do thunder and instead they went with the lightning and Devon a chance. So um, maybe we'll see him get more carries as uh, you know, next this week against the bills when you're trying to, again, be physical and, you know, try to assert yourself. But 
I, yeah, I was surprised Jeff Wilson wasn't out there more and equally surprised as you that he's getting a bunch of those uh, targets in the passing game.